Sometimes attractive people need not apply for pants. No, for real. Yeah. The Martini Lounge. Entertaining, irreverent, and hysterical. Hard to hit it. Is it? Mostly. <laughs> what about you guys? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's that for? Well, don't put our address on a profile. Bitch. What the fuck? Okay. What? Oh, what are we saying? <laughs> Hello, fellas. Just fellas. fellas. Just no fe- ladies. No ladies. I I'm Great. addressing That'll all the fellas. That'll get us letters. Um. Well, okay. I already have letters from South Korea. Yeah. So right. might as well leave the ladies behind too. Just kidding. I love my ladies. Mm-hmm. I do. The good. The good I ladies. Know. Anyways, it's another. It is. It's your martini lounge. Another Friday. Friday. Another. For Friday. y'all listening to this. We are warmer. I know. Now. We are now in a warm place. Because <laughs> we are currently not um, recording this for you because the big move is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm done with, though? I'm done with work. Let's oh, just, fuck. like, you know, okay, here's fuck here's that. the deal. Um, today, you and I both had, like, a little sickness, right? A little, yeah. a little of yeah. that going on. Um, and for me, my headache was so pounding. And it makes what is already so hard, like, working no, yeah. you're you're out of here. Yeah, so hard. So, I'm definitely done with that. And people kept forgetting my lunch. So of course I was like, you know what? Well, well and it <laughs> makes it, it magnifies everything when it you does. don't want to be there exactly anymore. Listen, mm-hmm. we we still work. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. We it's, just are done with work. Maybe my new version of work is I'm on BuzzFeed taking quizzes <laughs> and also looking at... Do you at know my, what pisses me off? <laughs> so right now, I'm at the point where yeah. I would like to work on other things. Yeah. And by other things, I mean anything but where I'm actually working. Exactly. And so when work exactly. interrupts... Exactly. Or lately, because it's busy season where I work, mm-hmm. when I have no time at all... In the day, it, it really makes me upset that work is getting in the way of mm-hmm. the things I would like to do. I know. Just it's, pay me my paycheck. Give me the money for me to not do. to be there, please. Yeah. Yeah. Hunty. It's better for everyone. I know. I'm mm. sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I want to write. You know, I we have articles to write. So I'm like, I just yeah, want to yeah, yeah, get yeah, this yeah. done and write it. And I start writing and people are like, well, can you do this? And can you do that? I'm like, I'm I'm working on something else Yeah. Here, there please. is something more I'm important. Busy. <laughs> yeah. I try to do this whole... Uh, uh, thing where I reward uh-huh. myself if I open one file oh. that takes forever. I reward myself with ignoring everything and yeah. just working on my shit. Yeah. And then going back, one file. But it's hard when you get like a hundred oh. files. And then you have to keep doing them. People are rude. Fuck, that trying sucks. to get their life. Trying to buy houses. What? Yeah, I know. Stop buying houses. You know what's so funny? There's this lady that I work well, that I work with that's not my coworker. It's a member or client or whatever. Um, but she takes forever for everything. So she'll ask for something and then I'll be like, oh, sure. Can you just send me this back? Like these documents two weeks later, she sends it back and then she's like, okay, well, where are we at? Well, we're in the same place because you didn't do shit, lady. You took forever. So she just like emailed me and she's like, hey, can we do this new loan? And I'm like, yes, but I'm going to start it and someone else will finish it because three months later is when you're going to finally get everything in. Oh my God. And she, so she'll do that and then she does this whole like, oh, well, why is this taking so long? Hello, you're fucking taking so long. That's the best part. Uh, Why is it so long? Well, fuck you. One of my favorite parts, this reminds me when people (laughs) talk to you Mm -hmm. in in their own unique, special way. Right. So I love going through, and I won't say his last name, but have you ever heard this name? Just tell me. Okay. Wilbert. No. Right? I feel like the parents got in a fight, 
And they one wanted William and one wanted Albert. Yeah. And so they named him Wilbur. Wilbur. Never heard, right? So I think it's it's it amuses me as I'm opening this file (laughs) for Wilbert. And then Uh as an extra bonus surprise, Wilbert calls me. (gasps) I I which is doesn't happen. Calls me and I'm so I tell my friend and I'm like and it was everything you would expect from a a conversation with Wilbert. He's very kind, Mm -hmm. but he gives you more information than you need. Like, this right, is not okay. going to be uh, quick. We no. are not going to be intuitive to each other. Mm-hmm. It is not going to be like, all I needed was those first, I got it, here we yeah, go. Yeah, no, yeah. he needs to, it's like, I need your address to look up this file. All I really need is that first part. That's so it. he's going to take it all the way through the town, the state, <laughs> with the zip code. And the five extra that nobody That's knows. Right? <laughs> with a very measured... Oh my god! And it's just like, oh, wow. Wilbert, you are you are everything I would expect, and I I don't want you to ever talk to me again. Yeah, or don't change for me, but please yeah, never yeah, yeah. never speak to me, honey. Yes, don't change for me, but change for you. <laughs> change for change for yourself. Now. Yeah, now. this is my advice: is yes. you should be better. But also, now I want a dog named Wilbert. That's a perfect dog name, isn't that? It's like great? a last name or a dog mm-hmm. name because you can call them Will or yeah. Bert mm-hmm. or Wilbert. Or Wilberty, Willy Bert, yeah, or Wilb, Willy Berty, Wilb, 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 and Wilb. Well, you know how William <laughs> is Billy for some reason, yeah, yeah, or Bilbert. Richard is Dick for another <laughs> yeah. reason we don't know. So yeah, is it's Bilbert, yeah, Bilbert, yeah. Maybe Bilby. maybe it was Will, William and Robert Wilbert, right? And so you can say. Uh, <laughs> Will Rob, Rob Will, right, right, Rob, Rob Bob, so... <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob Bob, <laughs> Billy Bob, you're a Billy Bob. Oh, and then he's a Wilbur, he's Billy Bob, an Oscar-winning actor, Billy Bob Thornton. See, done. That's oh, how we know we I decoded this. It was a code the whole time. Also, mm-hmm. we've talked many times about how we enjoy the thought of naming chickens things like Karen, <laughs> things like that. So I have a coworker who has Dotsons, oh, like my it. little Roscoe, uh-huh. and she likes naming them old lady names. I love. She it. has Bob. Betty. Betty. She wants Edna and Agnes, <laughs> and she's. I think that's hilarious. I love that name. Yeah. I w- I also want little tiny fish and ru- and name him very Russian name like Dimitri. <laughs> fish <laughs> they're very it's they're very, very angry yeah they're it's very, a very intense <laughs> strong <thing>. fish <laughs> but that's so funny do you know <laughs> that the other day was national uh name yourself day it was yeah so you could change your name for a whole day which i enjoy days like that oh what did what would you change your name to oh i changed one to one i did years ago mm-hmm. ash Kavron. ash Kavron. yes are you from harry potter mm-hmm. yeah doesn't it sound like it that sound but very... it's books that predated ash and then for short it's ashka and can i tell you how much of a nerd i am okay when i was in psych uh <laughs> i forget which psych class when i was okay. in college uh we all had to change our names for the whole class and you and did so i was ashka, ashka. what's yeah. your last name I, just Sheffield still. It, it, yeah, Sheffield. no, I was Madonna. So just <laughs> oh, Ash, just it was Ashka. Just that, it was what is brand. it? Wait, what does it mean? Where does it come from? Do you know? I, I, well, all you I know is it up. comes from a book. Oh, uh, oh, one okay. of my favorite books, okay. and it means beloved. Oh, yeah, and I was like Ashkavron. Of course, Ashkavron. Ashkavron. Like Chevron, right? But Ashkavron. <laughs> yeah, Ashka Chevron. Yes, and so, and Ash-Kavron. then my friend Jan changed her name to Chevrolet for the day. So, oh. but we were Ashkavron and Chevrolet. <laughs> and Chevrolet. <laughs> Ashkavron sounds like a like a foreign like trading yes. right like felt... aluminum company or I... something. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. They do something <laughs> in like the industry, like in the mineral industry. I could see that. I did feel very international. 
yeah, Ashkabran. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. And then it, it because okay. the name doesn't really, you don't know where it lands yeah. internationally, any of my accents would work because it's an accent that is an accent but isn't. Your accents are so worldly. They are they worldly. They are just they everywhere. They sometimes otherworldly. And never anywhere at the yeah. same time. They don't yeah. land nope. at a specific continent. They plane hop <laughs> yes. all over. They you. are jet setters. They are, My exactly. accents are jet setters. That's what your accents are. That's, I just, that's so just fun. what I'm saying. I know. I, I know. It's nothing about your accent skills. No. Well, yes. At all. But no. It's, the, it's a choice. And it all depends. Like, mm-hmm. if I listen, if I train, because I've my ear, being a singer, you know, you yeah, have yeah, the yeah, ear, but yeah, yeah I'm lazy. Right. Let's be honest. Right. That's just so, it. <laughs> if I concentrated, I maybe. Feel like, okay. I don't want to say all, but most people, if you sit down and you learn an accent, you could do it, right? Right. Right. But a lot of people just kind of guess. Yeah. And then you land with French Chinese. The only like, time mm, this okay. has worked is in our favorite show. Okay. One of our favorite shows. With our favorite woman, Catherine O'Hare, oh, in Schitt's Creek, she who has the, up. the accent that is not an accent, but it's brilliant. Oh my gosh. Like, it's an accent all on its own, and it's amazing. I think that I would name the accent um, East Ontario Posh. Yeah, Yes! It's like, it's very, like, up there. But it's kind not of East Ontario. No. It is definitely East Ontario. Ontario. Because yeah. that's yeah. like Enchilada. Yes. Yes. Even, I fucking love Enchilada. it. Enchilada. I could just listen to that <laughs> uh, that uh, accent and her do it. Like I'm, That's the one you should learn. It would be beautiful. Oh, I mean, that would be hilarious. They'd be like, what accent is that? You're like, it's O'Hara. <laughs> O'Hara. Be, yes, it's O'Hara. O'Hara. That would be beautiful. It's O'Hara. It's O'Hara. <laughs> it's so hairy. If a bear says, uses it, it's an O'Hara. <gasps> maybe yeah. it's... Yeah, maybe it's the bear mm-hmm. accent. No, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Interesting. I... It's okay. Not speaking of accents, speaking of languages, adjacent, right? Yeah. As a kid, did you ever make up a language or try to make up a language? I made up a written language. Right. Well, but I don't think I made up like a verbal one. Okay. I use the the ones that all kids use, which is the two versions of Pig Latin. Oh yeah. But okay. Other yeah, than that, that no. That but I easy, I yeah. made up like yeah. an alphabet and how to do words, Decoded. but I never spoke yeah. them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. I feel like a lot of kids do that. Or they'll put like different letters for different letters. Yeah. But it's always the 26 like English ones. So oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You didn't really create mm-hmm. it. You just yeah. gave it different yeah. letters. Mine was like so. deconstructed alphabet. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. So like the letters were 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 really just deconstructed what the uh, the like they capital were letters in half or something well i would like have line <laughs> and they were like spaces between the lines oh. it was like abstract alphabet that's what they that's what it was called okay maybe real. it's like an art it, it was and you know what's weird so this is when we lived in colorado i was like 12 yeah and uh i remember using like dirt clogs or mud mm-hmm. and i would i wrote it all on the side of the house mm. You know, so in, you uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I graffitied the <laughs> shit out of that house. In dirt yes. out of your own house. Out of, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you vandal. I loved it. Um, awesome. We would always try to do, create new, we would not do the letters. We wouldn't start at the basics. We would advance. We'd create new words for things oh, and wow. then use them. Like twin language? Yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It'd be like, you know, camera would be like, oh, that's a schloop schloop now, you know? And so, right. It was super dumb as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but you I'm could green. never string sentences because we didn't create pronouns. <laughs> do you remember what you, ver- what you made? Nope. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, because later you're like, did I just say camera or did right, I say right. fuck yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. That is brilliant. Yeah, so it was <laughs> an know, adventure. I, I support imagination. But I know, you I, know. I wish that kids 
would keep that imagination right. and in Some the future of us do. right well yeah but like in the future create shloop shloop you know the like shloop, like, the shloop, like shloop. carry that bit on I feel like the shloop shloop <laughs> is a dance move the shloop shloop. from sweden <laughs> shloop the shloop shloop. shloop and you have yes. to wear really wet shoes yes yes and the Swedish chef needs to be there cooking <laughs> uh, while you're doing the shloop shloop. The shloop the shloop. The And you know, and he's just making his, he's making you salad while you are shloop shlooping. Shloop That's Sweden. It's shloop shloop and the shmorkenesborgen. Okay. This is the best I, ever. I want to go to Sweden now. <laughs> Me too. And that ain't a deal. I like it. Uh, Do you know what's creepy? Okay, we are all over the place. Do you know what's yeah. creepy about the, um, <laughs> the Swedish chef? Huh. Have you ever noticed those hands are huge? Like they're I massive. think they're they're real men's <laughs> hands in the Muppet, and so yeah. like those are really and because if you've seen some videos, they are hands like they're they're yeah, legit yeah, yeah. person's they hands actually, and have it to creeps do it. me out. Oh my god, it super creeps me. It's out. like I think Cookie Monster has that because he has to use real hands. But for the cookies. but difference is Kirk, Cookie Monster has something over him. Right, he has his Cookie Monster fur. The Swedish this chef, one is bare it's hands? man's hands. Oh, I man's did not notice that. I hands. thought, it and was I think always it's like because he does a lot of things in the kitchen, right? And because he's klutzy, he probably really would cut his hand yeah. off so if he had, had a Muppet or, hand right. on. No, yeah, it's creepy. Oh it creeps gosh. me out. Like it gives me nightmares. You know who creeped me out was Big Bird. Too tall. Too oh. big. <laughs> Why are you a bird? I. <laughs> <Nuh-uh>. You <laughs> are not real. <laughs> you are. I not saw real. right through him. I was like. Honey. I always had so many questions about the Snuffleupagus, his oh, best friend. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, what they have a very odd relationship. I, 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 I can't quite figure out, but something about it just doesn't mm. feel right. I, I'm just saying. Like, it, like what? Like, how, like, like Snuffleupagus, like, first of all, he's the only one. He's very codependent mm. on oh, true. Big Bird. True, true, he's true. a very sweet guy, but very codependent. And oh, yeah. Something's going on. I feel like, like Big Bird keeps him locked up. <laughs> like he thinks he's doing it because he cares about it's him. It's a very sub-dog. But he's really, yeah, it is. Sub-dog and like, I don't think, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. I could you imagine Big Bird in the leather harness? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sure that's out there. Sesame Street's gotten I, Rule dark. 33, it's out there. For real. So it is. It's it is. interesting. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I, I, listen, I just say bring Cookie Monster back, enough of the Veggie Monster, oh. or whatever the fuck it is. Right? Because Are you give me serious? cookies. Listen. That's all I need. It's I know. Fine. I get what you're trying to do, but you're ruining my yeah, childhood. Yeah, but leave him. Like, yeah. Don't, don't change yes, him. Add it have, elsewhere. Right, because cookies are fine, just maybe in not moderation. all the time. And Cookie Monster, he doesn't need new rules of Ex- moderation. I, <laughs> exactly. Veggie Monster? What yeah, the like, fuck what? are you trying to pull? Did he that die, come back to life, and start the worst. Carrots? Fuck that. Oh, no, fuck that. No Veggie Monster. Muppet. No also, one who's a that. monster for veggies? No one is like, gargle, no. gargle, no. carrots. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's the noise he makes. <laughs> gargle, gargle, <laughs> carrots. <laughs> oh, okay. I was trying to do this little... <laughs> you know? And there was it. That. You could have just done that. <laughs> but instead, I'm thinking of Cookie Monster in now Gar- new dirty cookie. ways. Because he's gargling the carrot, <laughs> which we all know what that means. <laughs> 
Garkle the carrot. I mean, mm, uh-huh, yeah. Funny, what kind that's of? That's called a euphemism. Oh, that's I'm just saying. That's a yeah, a double entendre. Wow, right this has been good. I'm just saying, Cookie Monster's a dirty uh, boy. You know what? This is appropriate to talk about. This is an appropriate show to talk about inappropriate things. Yes, we do. We do. Like mostly. Always. But this is really appropriate because mm-hmm. we're about to talk to a guy oh, who yes. has a podcast that I listen to mm-hmm. every morning when I walk to work. I listen to it because it's it's called Risk, and he's, he'll tell you more about it in a minute. But um, And it's about people telling stories, mm-hmm. stories that they wouldn't necessarily normally tell. Yeah, the yeah. stories that they're either they're taboo or they're sexy or they're, you know, or they're and they tell them on stage, or, yeah. and then these people pick oh, them, it. and they put them on the show, and it's a lot of fun. I but these it. people, it's supposed to be uh, things you've never said before and you never right. thought you would. Right. Yeah. Wasn't there one about it was it was very sexual, but it was like kind of that, you know, Dom sub and there was there's I've heard a couple of those. Yeah, there's there's some ones that get pretty crazy. Yeah, the way they tell the stories are are absolutely beautiful, actually. Totally. There is one though that I enjoyed about this uh this guy um getting it on with his friend finally. Okay. Uh except that he's talking about how he didn't know if he was like he thought that the signals were there, but he wasn't sure the signal was there. And there was this this moment. He goes, I I don't know how much of this audience so they're both gay. Men. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know how much of this audience gay, but right. just so you know, when the guy you want to hook up with says, "I really want Taco Bell," there's no butt stuff from that point forward. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, and so we, yeah. <laughs> That gate is closed. It's done because he yeah. knows very well yeah, what, what that, means. that means. And so he tells this whole That's story about how you know there's that point, mm-hmm. that point of no return where mm-hmm. you're totally in, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Fuck it." Yeah, I I I'm hope this goes it. well, but we're not gonna we're not gonna think he goes well, so did the he? whole time. And he goes, "Yeah." So they had sex, uh, yes. and he goes, um, "And I've never seen him naked, mm-hmm. and he has a very long penis, and all I keep thinking is the longer the dick." The further inside my digestive tract he's going to be. <laughs> so, anyways, it's, those are the kinds yeah. of stories. They just go all yeah. out. All, yeah. I, I listened to a show today about a clown who was doing a live show and mm. uh, did not pee before the show like she wanted to and ended up peeing on stage. This was and a clown? A clown, yeah. yeah. Oh. So listen, people, I'm telling you, hmm. Risk is a fun show. But yeah. it is not for the, uh, for the innocent or yeah. the faint of yeah. heart. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't have to tell you, but Kevin Allison, the host, we're going to talk to him and he can't yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and then yeah. you'll love it. And then, then you'll want to yeah, go to it. Then you have and three good sources. It's perfect. Exactly. He's a writer, actor, comedian. If you grew up when I did, you were glued to your TV to catch him on MTV sketch comedy show, The State. Currently, you can listen to his highly successful, very comfort zone challenging storytelling podcast, Risk. Please welcome the smart, the funny, I need to know if he's married. The man himself, Kevin Allison. Kevin, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Hello. 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 How are you guys? We're, we are amazing. We're, great. We're, We're having an awesome night. We are, except I. we are going to talk a little bit about, we've been listening to your show. Oh, yeah. It has wrecked us. Yeah, yeah. It has <laughs> wrecked us. So, let, before we tell listeners a little more, can we break down what risk is for our listeners? Yeah, Risk is the, it's a podcast, and we call it the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public. Mm -hmm. So I started it in 2009. I had just tried sharing a true story on stage for the first time because 
my friend, Michael Ian Black, who was another member of the state, had dared me to. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such... I, 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 I had said to him that I felt like getting on stage and telling a real true story as opposed to getting on stage and playing a character. I said, a, a true story, that feels too risky. And he oh. said, that's the idea. If it's risky, that means you're opening up and an audience will probably open up to you. Wow. So I tried that. I, I went back to New York. I got up on stage, told a story about the first time I tried prostituting myself when I was like 22 oh, years wow. old. Oh, wow. wow. And I felt that it was so damn risky to be doing that I was terrified. But I got a reaction out of that audience that I hadn't gotten like ever before, really. It, it, was, it was a really kind of a eureka moment. So right. I decided, okay, I should try this true storytelling thing. So I started listening to shows like The Maw oh, and This American Life. Oh, yeah. And I immediately saw, I was like, oh, wait a minute. There is huge room mm -hmm. for a show to step in where people can talk about my father is a cannibal, or I tried murdering my mother, or I tried right. sex for the first time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Those, those shows, they fear to tread those places. Those NPR oh, sort yeah. of storytelling shows are extremely family-friendly. Right. <laughs> so yes. I realized, yeah, that I could create a show where nothing is too emotional, Nothing's too outrageous, nothing's too politically incorrect or, or violent or sexual or whatever it might be. So that is what Risk is. Well, that's kind of the craziest thing to me about Risk is that not only is it, I mean, a lot of the stories are pretty funny and, you know, you listen to them and you have a good time. But a lot of them delve into that. You know, it's it's those either the abandonment issues or what you just said, you know, the things nobody talks about because they're just too out there, too scary, too, too big, too How, vulnerable, too vulnerable. How what is what is the listener response to stories like that that are just pushing the envelope so much? Well, it's amazing. I mean, I think that just not this week, but this past week was the perfect example right. because right. We, ha we had a story on the show. It was about a 35-minute long story mm. about a gay relationship between an older man and a younger man, and it's a BDSM kind of relationship where they keep experimenting. They keep pushing the envelope of going past their limits of you know, certain kinky behaviors that they're going to try. Right. And so they, they try, for example, water sports with, you know, the uh, pee play. Right. And eventually at the end, at the end of the story, in the last, like, 10 minutes of the story, they try poo-poo play. I, t I, told oh. the, I told the audience beforehand, I was like, this story, you know, when we were kids, we used to say, are you going to go number one or are you going to go number two? Right. I said, this story goes both number one and number two. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of amazing, though, yeah. talking about audience reaction, because we, we got a hell of a lot of reaction. Oh, we, sure. We had a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and the comments section on our site, a lot of people talking about it. 
But the vast majority of them were really positive. The vast majority of them were people saying, okay, that was challenging for me to hear because that particular kink squicks me out. Right. But it was, sh- it was shared with so much courage and honesty and intimacy that kudos to you for putting it out there. Right. So... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, like, risk, the stories, even though some of them include really shocking or sensationalistic-seeming activities that go on in them, there's always a lot of heart. There's right. always a lot of, like, we want people to come to these stories when they workshop them with us with as much intelligence and compassion and you know, wisdom as they can unpack in the story. So this, the process of working on these stories with people can sometimes be a little bit like therapy. You know? Right, like, right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, yeah. and how how the hell do you get people to talk about these things yeah. that we normally don't? And you you get them to talk about them so publicly. How with does millions of How listeners. do you even find people willing to do that? Well, you know, the, it, it, it has to do with the show's reputation and its history. Because when I first started the show in 2009, I realized that I was going to have to lead by example. So right. I just started writing stories left and right when I first started the show. And most of those stories were very, very embarrassing situations that I lived through. A lot of them were very sexual and very kinky and all that sort of thing. Um, And people, when they heard me being so, oh, I don't know, shameless, (laughs) 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 and having such a sense of humor about things, that made people comfortable to start talking about other things. Like, I, I personally don't have any, you know, thank God, any major traumas Right. In my life so far. So most of my stories are a little bit more on the, oh my gosh, this ridiculously embarrassing thing happened when I got caught right. naked at Gabi You know, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I'm able to, by doing that, to break the ice and then invite people to talk about other things, you know? So, yeah. so over the years, people have heard the show and they've been so moved to hear what other people are sharing, that they reach out to us. We're always calling for pitches on every single episode. We tell people, just go to wristdashshow.com. There's our submissions page there, which has a video and has an audio lecture and tips on how to start preparing a story. And we ask people all over the world to always be pitching us. Um, and so that, that's how most of them come in. Now, we do the show once a month in New York and Los Angeles, too. Mm-hmm. So those shows, those tend to be like practiced performers. So right, right. they're a little different. They're a little different than, than it's, quite frankly, it's easier to get the really raw, really emotional, really revealing stuff out of people who are not professional comedians or oh, whatnot, yeah, you know, right. because... Yeah, because those people already have worked on what they can say and what they can't say. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, and speaking of those people, I mean, we're we're talking about people like Sarah Silverman and Michael Ian Black, Margaret Cho. I mean, a lot of these people kind of have to put that aside to get real 
like you said, they kind of have already, you know, structured what they are like and what they're, uh, you know, what they what they look like in the public. How do they get so real on your show? What do you have to do? Do you blackmail them at all? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, I do have to say it's hard. <laughs> the, the celebrities are just the hardest people to work oh, with, sure, period, sure. because... Yeah, you you have to, like, hound them, basically. When Mm -hmm. I first started the show in 2009, it was much easier to get people like Margaret Cho and Mark Maron and people like that on the show because because they were like, oh, this is a brand new little podcast. No one's listening. It doesn't matter what I say. And they all kind of knew me and got a kick out of me. So they were like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll talk about whatever. But then the show's reputation grew, right. and now when we now when we go to like celebrities, they're like, "Oh Jesus Christ, I'm afraid of that." <laughs> I love that. So when you're when these people submit their stories to you, what goes through like what in your head is the criteria that you think makes will make a good story for your show? Well, the first thing that I tell people is to. Think of a particular moment in your life. You know, it's especially good if you can zero in on some very specific incidents like the night of the car crash or the afternoon that you lost your virginity or whatever. (laughs) And think of these moments in your life when you were especially emotionally wound up Mm -hmm. because we will care if we see that you really cared about whatever was going on, you know, the, if, if the stakes felt really high to you right. and you can show us how you were feeling while you were going through it, then we'll start to really care. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that I really coach people on how to do is to relive, re-experience some of those most peak moments by remembering the look in someone's eye or the feeling you got in your guts or the actual words that came out of your mouth, you know, like really getting people to remember all the sensory information from the moment itself and kind of go there with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so you know, we, we have short stories, long stories, we have sh- Stories that are told live on stage. We have stories right. that are told just to me in my apartment that we add music and sound design. So there's a lot of um, variety. Um, but yeah, but that one thing remains consistent, that the person is talking about something that they were really wound up about at the time. Right. Well, you know, I do have to say this. Uh, the episode that is most recent... Um, Jonathan and I listened to. There's that last story on there uh, by Nate Romero, and it, you know, oh god, it, it shook both of us because it, us. it was one of those stories. I was listening to it on my way to work, and I get to work, and people ask me, uh, "Why are you crying?" Because that story, I mean, it had it had a lot of those. You know, it was funny at the beginning, and you had those moments, but at the end of it, it was just such a raw story that yeah. was. He just laid it out, and I—I I mean, I could not handle it. I came into work, and I was like, "You guys, oh I heard God. the most tragic thing." <laughs> what what stories stand out to you, and 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 even the listeners, as that kind of emotion that really strikes you? Oh my gosh! You know, I am currently 
like going out of my mind because I'm just reading, 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 because we're preparing the risk book. We're about oh, to publish wow. a book. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can find out more at theriskbook.com. You can, yeah. al- you can already pre-order it. Um, but, but yeah, oh my gosh, there are so many stories that, I think the first story that like really grabbed me by the throat when we were putting the show, you know, in the very earliest years was a young lady reached out and she said that she wanted to, she was molested from the age of five to the age of eight by an older person in her family. And she wanted to sit down with me and record that story. And when she did, she said she had been in therapy for it, for this for like 10 years already. Wow. But when she did, she, she really went there. She was very graphic in her descriptions of the incidents themselves. And, oh, God, just the primal crying, you know, like oh, she, wow. she made some, some sounds during it where I was like, oh, my gosh, that is just, it was really something. So at the end of the recording session, I said to her, look, why don't I send you this recording? Right. And let's, you, you just sleep on it for a while. You listen to this, see, see how you feel. We, we do not have to run it if you don't want. Right. But if you do want to run it, maybe we should sit down a second time when right. you're maybe a little bit less quite so emotionally raw, and maybe you'll have some different perspectives. So right. we recorded it a second time, and we were able to take the two recordings and put them together. The name wow. of that episode was her, uh, the name. It was, uh, back in the day, we used to name some of the episodes just yeah. by the name of the storyteller. Right. So that right. one's called Nancy Sullivan. Okay. And wow. Yeah. I, I, actually, that we're not putting that one in the book. It's so funny. This process of choosing for the book yeah. is kind of driving me out of my mind because there are so many amazing stories that we can't put in the book because the person doesn't want us to, or right. the yeah. story is too long, or yada, 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 yada. So, yeah. you know, I, we're pretty sure we could come out with a second book almost immediately if this one does for, well. For real. Well, okay, so let's yeah. let's rewind a little bit in your life. We mentioned in your intro you were part of the comedy troupe The State, uh, we've been lucky enough to meet and interview Michael Ian Black here in the town where we hail from, and he's absolutely amazing. How did the experience of the state start for you? How did it come about? Well, I moved from Cincinnati, Ohio to New York City to go to NYU in 1988. And in my freshman year at NYU... I saw Joe Latrulio walking through the hallways of the Tisch School of the Arts, and I thought, oh my gosh, he is super cute. I'm going to stalk him. <laughs> nice. And so I started getting into the same classes as Joe, and I quickly found out that he was heterosexual. So I thought, oh, okay, yeah. But <laughs> Always. Always. But but one day he came into class and said, oh, my comedy group, my brand new comedy group is doing uh-huh. our first show tonight. And at that time, the group was brand new and they were called the new group in the beginning. 
And I saw that first new group show, and I was so blown away that I said, whatever I have to do, now I'm going to stalk that group (laughs) 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 until they let me in. That's Um, how you, (laughs) that's sometimes how you have to do it. (laughs) Yeah, there was one key moment where the whole group was out at this bar in the East Village called The Dugout. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was Mm -hmm. kind of like a, really it was more of a punk rock kind of a bar. And it was a total mess. And I remember walking, we were all very drunk. And I walked into the bathroom and there was about an inch of urine water on the floor. And I was like, oh, I know what I could do. I could take off all my clothes (laughs) and raise a glass and walk around this bar. And that's what I did. I I, I left the bathroom raising a pint of beer. And I just improvised this uh, wailing song. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It went, uh, it started off with, Oh, standing in an inch of urine, well, becomes the sailing man. Oh, my God. God. It sounds like my favorite Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? With an inch of urine. <laughs> That's great. Well, when I put, yeah. Go ahead. When I, when I put my clothes back on, I sat down and Carrie Kenny said, you are crazy. You should be in our group. <laughs> oh. oh, and that is like the best. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite comedy troops is The State. I watched it all the time, yeah. like religiously. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, I, like, I'm really thrilled that it was such an inspiration to so many of, you know, the comedians that mm-hmm. are working now, you know, like so many of the the new generation kind of grew up on the state and like, right, for yeah. example, Key and Peele, like, yeah. Oh so yeah. Highly oh, yeah. Of the state. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, speaking of all uh, comedians, I, I like to think of comedians and com- comedy people. They're kind of like a recipe. It's a lot of things working together and some spice and some sugar here that kind of makes them, you know, their specific, uh, their specific kind of humor, um, almost like a souffle. I, I, I might be a little hungry here. It's it, just, just bear with me. But what do you think makes you the comedian you are and what kind of food are you? <laughs> I want to know. I know. That what? <laughs> what makes you the comedian that you are? Like, what kind of recipe makes you the funny man you are? And, you know, what kind of food are what you? What tragedy and beautiful uh, humor. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I grew up, I knew I was gay from day one. Right. Like, the <laughs> beginning of the. I always say that, you know, my first conscious thought that I remember having was, oh my gosh, I love boys, but. Yeah. <laughs> by the time I was five, I was freaking out because I knew what the words gay and fag meant. Yeah. And I knew that I was going to have to go to school soon. And everyone knows that when you, when you go to school, you're going to have to deal with a, lot, with a lot more social pressure of sitting in and people mm-hmm. pegging mm-hmm. you for this or that. And, and so I was terrified that. And once I went to kindergarten, people would figure out I was gay. <laughs> and it, when I got to kindergarten, I found myself very consciously, very deliberately developing 
a kind of spastic, crazy comedian, the class clown thing. And what it was was it was a way to say to people, yes, I am weird. Before you decide that I'm weird in some way, let me let you know I am weird. I'm going to control how you laugh at me before you have a chance to decide why you're going to laugh at me. Oh, so wow, okay. That, yeah, so that was very formative. And, you know, like, it's funny because now I, I do risk where what I love about risk is that within the same story, in this format, you have total freedom to go from being extremely funny to totally turning into total seriousness oh, or yeah. even just telling a totally serious story from beginning to end. So, so there's this freedom that I have now in this show uh -huh. where I don't have to be funny all the time, but I can whenever I want. So I, I kind of love that about it. And, and of course, because it's true storytelling, it's all, all the humor that comes out of it is very, very closely related to who I am and my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, what I find fascinating, you just said you can be serious. You're also, of course, an accomplished writer. But at the core of it, you have this this comedy, this comedy that, that keeps you through. You can see things through that lens. What, do you, what draws you to the humor of a story? What draws you to seeing your life from that perspective? Well, I think that, you know, we... So much of our lives, well, the biggest thing that we have to deal with is fear, you know, oh, yeah. uh, anxiety, fear. I, I think like a lot of comedians, to this day, I still have these complexes where I struggle with social anxiety, shyness, um, you know, self-defeating thoughts, all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Right. And, and... Being able to laugh at some of that stuff, to be able to confess it and then laugh at it, is a way to have a, a bit of mastery over it. Oh, to yeah. say, you know, okay, I know I have some problems, I know that I have these fears or whatever, but I'm able to point to them and laugh at them, which deflates the power of them a little oh, bit. Yeah. You know? And I think that's very helpful to people, to hear other people doing that. Well, totally. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, that's the best way to kind of see, you Let know, me, those Laughter things. is healing. Listen, exactly. story of my Plus, life. Plus, it adds five minutes to your life, they say. Oh, so I'm going to live go. forever. Yeah, I know. We laugh all the time. So as we, as we kind of wrap this up, I, I mean, let's give our listeners an idea where they can see the live version of Risk, because I know you mentioned that, and you, you kind of have it in a few different places across the country. Yeah, well, we normally tour like motherfuckers. Right, we right. Go to <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but right now, because we have to finish the book, we're, we're kind of, we, we're not right now, but we will be once, you know, the uh, spring and summer come around again. So you can find us every month mm. at Caveat in New York City Perfect. or at the Book Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles. Um and you can always find us. Our home is risk-show.com. Of course, you can find the podcast wherever you download podcasts. It's R-I-S-K exclamation point. Right. And then if anyone wants to find me on Twitter, on Twitter, I'm at the Kevin Allison. 
The. The Kevin Owens. Well, Kevin, the thank only you. Way you I know got him. it. He's the one and only. He's the one. It's the only way I know yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. You. The Kevin Owens. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, sir, so much for coming on, talking to us about Risk. Um, and there's a book coming out, which we're looking forward to now. So, so that's much. exciting. Yeah. Um, but we had a blast. I'm thank yeah. you so much. This is like a dream. It really. I'm, yeah. My dream is to collect all of the state people like my little <laughs> oh my <God>. menagerie. <laughs> so, so thank you oh, for, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, Michael Michael Ian Black has a story that I know will be in the Risk book. By the way. <gasps> oh, we'll have to read that one. I am curious because yeah. that yeah we stalked him when he was in town. Yeah. It went really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's also a there's also a fabulous episode of Risk called Remembering the State in which every member shares a little story. Oh, that's awesome. Oh great. Now I'm gonna yeah, have to yeah, I'm yeah. gonna call in sick to work tomorrow and just, and just like listen to yeah, the risk right, all right, day right, long. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. We know it's Fabulous. way er, it's way earlier over here than it is where you are over in New York. But thank you so much for taking time to be with us. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, yes. have a great night. Bye now. Again, that was the amazing, hilarious. I, oh, fucking his, amazing. Listen, his voice, Yeah. the minute he started talking, I'm like, yeah. oh, I remember him yeah. on the, I mean, I knew him anyways, but right. that voice is the same still. Yes. Same. I don't know what yeah. I expected. Mm-hmm. Like, it was going to mm-hmm. sound like, Voices you know, really Betty don't White, change a lot. Yeah. It was amazing. It was yeah. really cool. It, like, took my brain back. Also, The Risk is a great show. It's amazing. Like, and he's yeah, right. Yeah. They, it's it's the great things about the mm, moth and mm, This American mm. Life. Right. Plus, because they're not trying to make it family friendly. They're just right. being they just exactly do. They what just it do. is. And there it is. He's right. he's a smart guy. He really That's is. That's the thing about him. He's yeah. super cerebral. Yeah. Well, great. and what I love about, first of all, Risk is that like we said, there's moments where you're just laughing your ass off, yeah. and then the next morning you're stumbling into work crying, looking like a mess. Yes. That's it. It's so real. It's so you, like, here's a funny moment, and yeah. then here's reality. You got Fuck home, you. and I'm doing dishes, yeah. and I'm listening to it on yeah. the phone, because yeah. I know we're going to have to do this interview. Right. And uh, I wanted to listen to this episode. <laughs> right. So all you do is peek your head, and he goes, oh, this one's super sad. And then yeah. you walk out. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Why oh, would you say that, that to me? Yeah, it's like yeah. a grenade. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, by the way, you're going to hate yourself. Just, yeah. just give it time. It, <laughs> it's, it's a rough one, but it's so good. It was it's so, so No, it's, it's very good. it was so worth listening to, but yeah, Absolutely. you're just a wreck after it. <laughs> final a little line, bit. Like, yeah. it's already, it's built this amazing story that I kills know. you, and then the final line is like the death blow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, shoot. Like, why don't what the fuck? Take my heart, stomp it yeah. on the ground, leave it there yeah. for a month. I Now I'm super excited to go to the bootleg. I know uh, in, in Los Angeles when we're there because yeah, to see this. this I I've always wanted to see a live right. the moth this is I've just discovered risk I want yes. to see a live a live, a, show. A live risk also yeah. I feel like we could probably have some things that we could submit and they'll like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I feel like it at would some be point very... we'll have uh, one of those moments where we talk about those yes. stories <laughs> I don't think it'll be the painful guy it'll be no. the of course this shit happened to us right and it's yeah. super funny and we're so embarrassed and there yeah. you go well yeah. I feel like you could have your own series first of all just on the Fuck people yes. you've dated just, yeah. so there you go well, that's a true statement <laughs> true statement because it's always listen, something listen uh, even with the, the current man I'm dating I'm sure yeah. oh I'm Sure. There's gonna be. Times. There already is, yeah, and exactly. we'll get to that at another time. I yeah. don't know if he'd appreciate. You know what? Yet you better. You better that. ask him first. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, yeah disclose well, that. Well, this is what we do. We uh-huh. love what we do. Remember, we do. we're gonna have lots of Palm Springs Always. stories to tell you, and we're so <gasps> yes. 
close I know. to being in the LA. LA area. Yeah. And so we're going to be around. So this is lots of things coming your way. Mm-hmm. We're so excited for all the people we're, we're talking to. So, you know, keep tuning in. Tell your friends. That's right. Go and like subscribe. That's yes, everywhere. Everybody today. iTunes, Hit fucking subscribe. Google Music, everywhere. Let's, let's get our number up yeah. because we're super cool. I know. So. We're the best. Until next time. Bye, bitch. Bye. Listen, you can check out our website if you want. If you don't, we don't give a fuck. Just just do it. JonathanSergei.com Yeah, like, whatever. I mean, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or something is out there, too. Jonathan Sergey.